Sylvia Gonzalez-Sher, Artistic Director of Hanford Multicultural Theatre Company, with co-host Camille Scherer, the Managing Director of HMTC. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. We are based in the Central Valley in Hanford, California. The town of Hanford is about 40 miles south of Fresno, 218 miles from San Francisco, and 195 miles from Los Angeles. We're actually closer to L.A. <laughs> yep. So Hanford Multicultural Theater Company's mission statement is theater for all people. We're here to enrich the community with our performing art opportunities. And we have a number of things that we do for the community who want to experience the performing arts. They include acting, improv, playwright, and puppetry classes for people of all ages. And we also do special events. And one is the Hanford Monologue Slam, which we will talk about here in a moment. Our emphasis to give all people the experience. Whether you're beginner or experienced, we do have a place to nurture our participants or give a platform for the more experienced people to practice their skills. And today we're interviewing the winner of the Hanford Monologue Slam Cyber Edition 2020. Our winner is Angel Peen from the East Coast. Some of you may have figured out that we did a Cyber Slam this year instead of the usual in-theater presentation. Which worked out nicely, Camille. Uh, we had applicants submit themselves doing monologues, you know, through the internet from Sweden, Switzerland, Wales, England, Australia, Colombia, South America, and Canada, and in the United States from practically every state. And HMTC gave five awards. The first place went to Angel Peen from Brooklyn, New York. The second place went to John Anatua from Elmont, New York. And the third one went to Omari Crocker from Red Oak, Texas. The honorable mention was given to Don Brakeman from Hanford, and a fan favorite went to Ava Bianchi from Burbank. And today we have Angel Peen, our winner, on the line to talk to us about her win of the Hanford Monologue Hello. Slam. Hi! Hi, Angel. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. So we're going to jump awesome. right into the interview. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, um, how does it feel to be a winner? <laughs> Honestly, it's like there's definitely that layer of shock that happens at first. And I'm like, oh, I'm just dreaming. And then it kind of just starts to sink in more and more. And it's just so rejuvenating and rewarding all at the same time. That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> That's really good. We had a lot of um, judges to do this. I think we had about 18 judges and yeah. and, wow. and two of them were um, casting agents. And the, oh, nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the agents, uh, well, the agents were um, one uh, works in L.A. and New York and the other one is primarily in New York. And the um, other judges were people from all over the country, Michigan, California, uh, Chicago, Chicago. Uh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and mostly because we wanted to make it as fair as possible, because um, ordinarily we have judges locally um, for our you know monologue slams that happens at the theater and and, and they you know it's they kind of know each other but you know of course they do their very best to um rate the 
the monologue people and uh um and um so anyway so our we have judges from everywhere um okay so um Camille has a question yeah for you. was it strange doing a monologue slam submission online it definitely was i can say that um i've even heard of the hanford monologue slam before in the past but of course since i was located um in new york for the past five years I'd never been able to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see all of these different competitions where that was, you know, typically the case um, for them as well, where they're in different locations. And of course you can't really, you know, go and participate. Mm -hmm. But then with everything that happened with the pandemic, having everything being sort of an online platform was definitely different. And I found myself having to make sure I took a different approach with it because there's something so exciting and also nerve-wracking about of course you know being a part of a competition and it's live mm -hmm. and I know that you know it's it, sometimes it can be difficult to um to like portray that when it comes to you know just watching submissions on a computer screen and I was really you know trying to make sure that I still had the layers of okay what would it be like if it was live but also how am I going to make sure that, you know, I can pull this off with it being a kind of a, more of a virtual experience and without having all of that energy that you usually have when it comes to, you know, doing something in person. Yeah. And you, you did a really great job with it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so, you. Well, you obviously yeah, did because obviously. You're, <laughs> you're the winner. Yeah. So, yeah. But I agree with you. It's a different medium. Um, when you're in front mm -hmm. of a lot of people, you get the vibes from the people and you kind of mm -hmm. do your emotion and your, you know. Absolutely. Your, yeah. But it's good because it, it was kind of different in a way that you got to like push yourself a little bit differently and, and see different, yeah, different capabilities that you, you might have not known if you had actually enjoyed it so much that I was thinking, wow, we should do this next year. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, we're doing oh, it yeah. because of the pandemic, but um, mm -hmm. it, it was actually a really a cool experience to have submissions from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we had it in, in other languages, too, because we opened it up. If mm -hmm. we're going all over the world, the people, you know, speak other languages. So and yeah. so they submitted, too. And so. Uh, I just made sure I had judges that could speak that language so that we can judge them fairly. But anyway, you, you were you were saying something. I so actually, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, I thought it was also really interesting to have that extra layer of, okay, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, go ahead and submit for this. And having like the option to do it in different languages as well. I was like, this is one, it's, it's nerve wracking because obviously, um, I mean, actually that would, be really a question that you guys can answer did you do you usually have that kind of um response when it comes to your uh, monologue slam in person would you say that you typically have that many contestants well we have about 25 contestants um every year w which is all we could handle because um uh, mm -hmm. that's that's um that's a lot of time uh stage time oh, the yeah. audience can't really uh you know sit that long oh yeah good point um, very good point 
Yeah, and um, and doing the uh, we had over a hundred and seven submissions, and so and that's mm-hmm. one reason why we had to have a lot of judges because you know we made uh, one set of judges judge thirty, and may, maybe that was too much, but um, you know it it was nice to open it up to all skill levels and all people and all over oh, the yeah. world, and it, it was kind of like a warm fuzzy feeling for me as the artistic director. Mm-hmm. To, to open it up, but it was just so great to see all the talent out there in the world, and, Absolutely. you know, it, yeah, so so it was very good, but we were very impressed with your work, and uh, certainly, you know, you got the cash price, and we're, we're glad for that. So, um, so I wanted to, you know, because we opened it to anybody, like I said, of all skills levels, um, you know, what, what training do you have? I mean, it wasn't a requirement to have training, but, you know, you had some training, and uh, tell us about it. What's your favorite trained, you know, um, director, your favorite experience? Uh, you know, this is your your platform right here. Talk to us. <laughs> All right. Well, as far as training, I actually, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, born and raised, and I moved to New York City when I was 18 to go to school for film and television acting. And I went to the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. And I found myself leaning more towards the film and television medium because, you know, I, I love all forms of acting, whether it's theater, voiceover, film, TV, doesn't really matter for me. But when I find, found myself wanting to pick a particular route of study so that I can kind of just um, hit it like head on and really absorb as much as I possibly can, rather than spreading myself too thin and taking in too much, um, I was leaning more towards film and television performance because I do think there's just something that's a lot more intimate when it comes when it comes to that sort of medium. And I'd also, you know, been fully submerged in theater for the majority of my childhood. So I really wanted the opportunity to try something different, especially since I already, you know, kind of had a, a small taste for it and things that I'd done when I was younger. And then I wanted to, of course, learn as, as much as I could and really you know, go from there. So when I moved to New York and I started training, um, that's when things really started to reveal themselves for me. And that's really when I was like, oh, I, I love the idea of opening up and embracing the film and television world because it is so different from theater. And for me personally, I like the idea of really being able to just ground yourself in, um, in, in the character by having it really just be 90% of your own personal personality and then 10% of you really taking in that story and observing, absorbing the circumstances and really being able to, you know, portray a character in a way that's genuine um, to where it's, it's not necessarily like character acting, but it is like you being able to explore and pull from different parts of yourself. And I think that's um, honestly what ended up leading me to backstage, just being able to have all of that training and um, having my favorite instructors who taught me this, that, and the other, and then, you know, graduating and then trying to find um, a platform where, you know, I would still be able to work as much as I possibly can while also, you know, making sure that I can survive in a city like New York. And um, backstage is actually what brought me to you guys. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it was, I mean, a really cool experience just from the start because, Anytime I get to kind of just work and play with my craft, it's going to be fun. 
So I just try to look at it at that. And then also knowing that a portion of um, the uh, proceeds that you get from the like um, submission fees and stuff like that is donated as well. And the, just the fact that you guys are a nonprofit theater on top of that, it just made me feel like, okay, one, this gives me an opportunity to practice my self-taping skills, mm-hmm. especially in the middle of a pandemic where I can kind of just um, put it on tape by myself without meeting someone. And then two, you know, I know that regardless when I'm getting to work and, and two, I'm getting to um, kind of contribute to what you guys do as a whole, which is something that's really inspiring for me. And I would even love to open up, you know, my own nonprofit theater someday and offer like free classes to a community. I just thought it was beautiful all in all. So I was like, you know, there's absolutely no risk. I get to have fun and I, and I get to feel like I'm, you know, part of something bigger. And that was really what, what got me like super duper excited to even um, step into being in your monologue plan. Let me ask you this question. Um, you, you saw the ad that we were offering this. Did, did you go to our website to see what we were all about before you submitted or were you just really happy? I did actually. Oh. (laughs) I did. Yeah. (laughs) Especially since all of your submission information was on your website. I took it, I took it upon myself to kind of check things out. And I also recently did another competition right before I saw yours. Um, So it was kind of like that same process of, okay, let me see what they're all about. And then, you know, determine whether or not I want to go ahead and move forward. Because of course, you know, especially with the pandemic and mm-hmm. and um, everyone losing, well, not everyone, but a majority of people losing their jobs. That was another thing. I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm budgeting properly, mm-hmm. and I want to pick and choose what I'm what I'm being a part of. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, just what you guys stand for and what you do really stood out for me. So you were one of two um, competitions that I decided to enter. Awesome, awesome. So. I, I know you kind of touched on it already a little bit with your your background that you gave us, but I'm still going to ask you, um, yeah, what are what is the thing that you're like most interested in versus like film and theater? Because I know you said you started with theater, but then you mm-hmm. went to school for filming. Like, do you have a pick or is it kind of like either or for you? Um, Honestly, uh, it hurts me to be like, yes, I definitely <laughs> have a favorite because, of course, I love it all. Mm-hmm. But film and TV like hands down just the okay. experience alone that I got throughout my education at the conservatory I, it taught me so much about myself and so much about you know what 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 it really takes to take on a story mm-hmm. and really be able to um, uh, portray a character and really absorb everything that they have but also keeping yourself mm-hmm. because I remember when I when I first started acting my thing was oh you know I feel like I'm so boring. So it's much more fun to pretend to be somebody else. And that's the mindset that I went into school with. Like, and I get to pretend to be somebody else. But I remember on the very first day at the conservatory, um, I had an instructor who completely shut that down. She's like, no, it's about living truthfully under your imaginary circumstances, but you have to live through yourself in order to really give, give a character a genuine feel. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, that's the only thing that really sets anyone apart as an actor you guys can have the same exact training, but you're going to be different because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think just, just having um, a film and television school gives me that really, really makes me favor film and TV a little more than theater. Okay. Yeah, it looks like you you got some really good training. Um, and, uh, you know, our 
our second place winner was also from New York. So you guys, <laughs> you guys got something going over there. And, <laughs> it's something about the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Um, yeah, um, it, 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 it's something I read recently that uh, there's a there's a difference in actors uh, that, well, there's directors who look for the fire in the belly in actors when they're um, auditioning. And and I was looking for that. And I noticed that that you, especially you and um, your your other, um, you know, the second and third and the, also our honorable mention and our fan favorite. There was a fire in the belly that I think translates you know into the videotaping of the monologue which you know it's it's to me it's remarkable because we've never done it this way we've never done a cyber monologue slam we've always done it on stage and you can feel the fire in the belly you know as an audience member or as a judge but to be able to do that online is remarkable and you know maybe it is training uh that that helps actors you know go beyond uh you know the screen the computer screen or just maybe it's something intuitive i i don't know you know but you know actors like you certainly have a certain uh experience and presentation that works for you and certainly worked very well for you <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I can definitely agree. I watched all of the other performances that you, you know, that you guys put online. And I was like, this is some stiff competition. Like, mm-hmm. you guys got a really great response. I even, when I found out about it, I reached out to plenty of my friends who I knew, you know, just wanting something, wanted something to do during the time where, you know, things were getting slow because of the pandemic. Right. And I, I, I mean, like you said, you got a, a pretty big response compared to what you normally do in person. And everyone I saw, I was like, wow, these people are super, super talented. And you're right. There is something that, you know, stands out about a performance when you're when you're watching it on screen, when you can really feel everything that they're feeling. Cool. So what's your favorite project? Um, I'd actually say that I did a project. Um, it's one of the more recent projects that I've done. I shot it almost a year ago, actually. I think we started in September of last year. And um, what stood out for me about this particular project, it's called Generation Hack. And there's actually a trailer out um, online. If you, you know, you guys want to look it up and take a look. Sure. It's of course, just a few minutes long. So Everybody can look it up. Give it, give us the info. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're just going to look up. You can find it on YouTube. Generation Hack trailer. Um, and it's spelled just as you would, you know, assume it's two words, generation and then hack. And it's a really cool, it's a proof of concept. Um, and what, for me, what really stood out for this project was the fact that the genre was more in um, the realm of sci-fi. I mean, personally, I had never really done any projects that would be considered sci-fi. And I was also never really drawn to projects that were considered sci-fi. So... When I read the audition side initially, I said, hmm, one, this is going to be a challenge because it's different for me. And two, it's also going to be an opportunity for me to kind of like step outside the box and explore, you know, other realms outside of what would generally be my type based off of other people's opinion, opinions as well as my own. So, you know, I kind of just went went into the audition. I still remember the very day I went in and I kind of just, you know, said, I'm just going to have a good time. I know that this really isn't my comfort zone, 
but um, I'm going to pull, pull on my training and I'm just going to pull on, you know, how I feel um, this character really, really moves throughout, you know, her world. And I'm going to do, do my best. And fortunately, I got a call back that same day. And then about a few weeks later, I got the call saying that I got the role, which was completely the lead role for me. The lead role. Yeah. <laughs> the lead role, which was wildly unexpected for me. Um, and, you know, even after talking to the director and the producer um, about the audition process, they were like, there was just like, there was something just real and genuine about the performance. And it, it felt like you weren't trying to push it too far into like the weird atmosphere, I guess, that people assume goes along with sci-fi. And I think that's what, what made it work. And it ended up being such a fun experience for me. Um, there was even a little bit of action in there. So I got to work with um, a fight choreographer, which is something I'd never really done before. Um, so yet another thing, I was able to step outside of my comfort zone and really try and, and figure out that these are you know roles that I would love to be able to do in the future. Um, they even changed my hair and they turned it purple. So when you guys do check out the trailer, you'll see that it's much different <laughs> from um, what you saw in the competition. Mm-hmm. So just all around, there were just things that were like pushing me. Like I would never, ever wear my hair like that on a normal day. But that got me to step outside of my comfort zone in that way and really try something out. And I ended up loving it. Um, just, you know, doing fight choreography and being like a person who's literally 4'11 and a half feet tall and I'm fighting like these huge guys that are three times my size. It was wildly incredible and just such a really cool experience. And um, to this day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until we can do the whole feature because we just mm-hmm. shot the proof of concept, kind of, you know, get it going and hopefully, you know, get some traction and gain funding so that we can shoot the feature. And I cannot wait. I just know it's going to be such a fun, cool and rewarding experience. That's great. That sounds so fun. I, I can't wait to see that trailer. Um, is it? Is, oh, yeah. <laughs> is it on hiatus because of the pandemic or, you know? It is. Um, we just recently, we were able to do um, a virtual uh, table read for the full feature length film. Because when we shot it, like I said, it was a proof of concept. So it was a shorter version of what the feature length film would actually be. And just this week, it was Actually, I think it was last Thursday. Yeah, so a week ago, uh, we all got together, the original cast, as well as like some additional people, since there are um, additional roles. And we got to sit down and we were there for like two and a half hours, just, you know, reading through the whole script. And it was, it was so exciting. And I found myself being like, oh, I can't wait until, you know, we're able to, to let the dust settle on everything that's going on right now. And I really hope that we can get to a place where everybody can, you know, be safe and healthy to move about their their lives in a way that won't be exactly like it was um, yeah. pre-pandemic, but at least in a way where we can, you know, be able to move where we feel like we are being considerate of everyone because this is such a such a a, a feeling of okay, I'm I'm afraid to hurt other people by going out, and I'm afraid to you know be out because I don't know who's being considerate. It's just Mm-hmm. It's all about being social and being responsible. And I can't wait until we get to a place where we can all safely um, congregate again. And then we really can start to get the ball rolling on shooting the future length film. 
Wonderful. Yeah. Let us know. Keep us uh, abreast of, you know, you know, the production and all that. Maybe we'll interview you again, you know, and talk about the <laughs> experience. That would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could tell us all about it. And, you know, we can actually ask our listeners to definitely go check it out. So, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything you'd like to add? Any advice um, you want to give somebody who wants to do acting or film or anything? I definitely say for anyone who whether you're doing it for fun or whether you're pursuing it as you know like your full-time career allow yourself to step into any anything as long as you believe in it give yourself the opportunity to live freely and have fun don't put a lot of pressure on yourself do it for the sake of this is something that I love to do and any opportunity I get to do it it's going to be a rewarding experience regardless of whether or not, you know, you get that, that affirmation from an outside source. Because I can say the first competition I entered, um, I like placed as one of the finalists, but I didn't place in the top three at all. I remember being super duper discouraged and feeling like, you know, like maybe I can't stand up and um, be on the same level as, you know, other actors and performers and I need to work harder and train more. And then I came across yours and I said, you know what, this one, I'm just going to approach it and say, I'm going to have fun. And I know this is a great organization. And so regardless, it's going to be a beautiful experience for me to be a part of. And then I got the notification that I was the winner. So as long as you don't let anything outside of you discourage you, you can definitely keep pushing forward and accomplish anything you want. Just stay true to who you are and what you want to do and what you're passionate about and give over. Wonderful. Thank you for the compliments. Good, that's good advice. And yeah. thank you for the compliments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys yeah. are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, of course. Well, thank you for joining us, Angel. Um, we can't wait to see how far you go in all your projects. And certainly we'll check out that trailer. See you with purple hair. And, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, keep us abreast of your achievements. Um, your, your family now, just to let you know, your family. So, Yay. yeah, so <laughs> keep, keep in contact and um, let us know what's going on with you. We'll praise you and, and we'll if support you, ever, you. If you ever, after this pandemic and everything, come to Cali, maybe you can give us a little bit of a visit. Maybe we're kind <laughs> oh, of we're in between will. San Francisco no and LA, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, but... I would love to. You have no idea. I'd already been thinking about it. I, oh. I was like, I cannot wait to go actually visit the theater in person. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. We're, yeah, we're, we're, it's a little small compared to to New York, but no, you're not. But it's, New York has some small theaters, little tiny theaters, oh, yeah. uh, little little holes in the walls and all that. We and just... small doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't. You can do amazing things regardless. I went to a really small conservatory, and you know, I was able to train with amazing people. So. Yeah, I know you guys are doing great things, big or small. <laughs> thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Absolutely.